Hello and welcome to another episode of the Dallas Christian College Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Spees, the Director of Advancement here at DCC, and we want to thank you for joining us as we continue in our series that we titled Our Calling. In this series, we focused on hearing from our department chairs, staff, and coaches as they share their passion as program leaders and highlight the distinctives of those various programs. In this episode, we're pleased to welcome DCC's Director of Athletics, Coach Greg Mussarino. Welcome, Greg. Thank you, Scott. Look forward to our time together. It's great to have you. Coach Mussarino is completing his third year as the Director of Athletics here at Dallas Christian College. He's led our program through a significant period of growth, while all the while maintaining a focus on the spiritual development of our student-athletes. Sometimes that's challenging, and he's going to share a little bit about that, but I'm excited to hear the story of Greg's personal calling into ministry and coaching, and I know you will be impressed with his passion for the spiritual growth of our students. Facilitating our discussion with Greg Mussarino is the head of DCC's Practical Ministries Department, Dr. Eddie Sanders. Eddie, I'm going to turn it over to you for uh, this episode of Our Calling with Greg Mussarino. Yeah, good to be with you. So, Coach, what's your calling? Uh, well, that's shifted over the years, uh, I would say. Uh, initially, as a young uh, college coach, uh, very driven to uh, achieve and win and advance and get to the next level, get to the next better job. And then, um, you know, about four years ago, five years ago, when I was at uh, Colorado Christian, uh, the Lord, you know, opened my eyes to some things that are a little bit more eternal, uh, a little more, uh, you know, centered spiritually um, for eternal kingdom benefits. And I realized that, you know, what we do here is on this life and in this uh, world is very minuscule, but yet has you know, eternal ramifications, literally. And so I shifted my focus a little bit at that point. It's It was always there, but I was always looking, you know, hoping and driving towards the next best job, the next best opportunity. And uh, Yeah, God is definitely in the eye-opening business. What was that season like, and how did he do it? Hmm. Uh, challenging. I, I, I coached at, uh, of course, for those that don't know, I was a college baseball coach for 25 plus years. I coached with Dan McDonald, who's now been the Louisville head coach for over 15 years. He's the head of the American Baseball Coaches Association. And uh, Chris Lamonis, uh, who's the Mississippi State head coach. Scott Foxhall, who was the team coach with me at uh, College of Charleston. And we just shared a, uh, some time together reminiscing about recruiting trips when we had no budget and sleeping in cars and bunking down at my sister's house in Fort Lauderdale as we were, you know, driving around the state trying to find the best players we could and 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 uh to see where those guys' paths went. And then, you know, you see where I'm at and it sometimes it's makes you scratch your head somewhat, but then in the perspective of eternity and kingdom business that if the Lord called me here to be here during what we've gone through in the last year, I wear it as a badge of honor. Thanks. When I look at you from across a court or a field, I see a man, I see a coach who wants to win. 
there, there there's a drive about you and i love that and i get fired up about that too because i want to win that is evident when i'm at games but it's very evident as well that you care about the stuff that matters in life and, and i just want you to know we we see that and we see you brother oh what, thank you what was your what was your sport back in the day and where'd you what'd you play what'd you do well you know i'm hit the 50 mark so you know in our day we played everything right yeah. and uh and then as you got a little bit older you know it, we you center in on a particular sport nowadays you know they they do that at 10 or 12 it seems like but uh for me it, it, it baseball wasn't my favorite but it was the one i felt i could get the farthest at and so i went that route you know it wasn't quite big enough you know uh or tall enough or could jump as well you know or whatever to, for football or baseball or I mean, football or basketball which is what i played all through high school basketball is my favorite honestly as really a young, as a young guy yeah I did not know that. I grew up in a gym. My father ran uh, church ministry, huh. uh, athletics. And so every Saturday morning I was dribbling a basketball from 7 a.m. till you know, 7 p.m. And uh, But baseball was the, was the path that could get me to college and eventually a minor league uh, stint uh, with the Padres. And it Very was good. Nice. Did, did you meet the Lord in a basketball gym? <laughs> I uh, I came to the Lord at a young age. Um, I got saved. I, I made a profession of faith at a, at a actually at the age of six, and like a lot of us, you know, um, that do that, uh, you know, life, you know, comes at you, and you you go through uh, those challenges and ups and downs, and the independence that comes of being a, a minor league player or whatever, and rededicated my life to Christ. Uh, and I think 32. My wife and I got rebaptized, mm. and have been, you know, and have been been going that way since. Well, that's great. So, 25 years ago, you're playing, you're aiming, and how did God kind of meander you through life over the last few decades? He's put me always put me in requisition projects. That's what I look back and I see. You know, every every place I've been, uh, I've I've taken over programs that were struggling, that were losing, that were, you know, lost their way a little bit, and you know, we get it back on track and build it up, and then it seems like he moves me somewhere else, and that was certainly the case when we left Colorado Christian to come here. No kidding, that that makes a lot of sense. I I see that. I mm-hmm. see that. Uh, just in the years I've known you, so what? How do you do that? Well, it's keeping first things first, you know, and uh, holding a standard and asking people to be accountable, you know, for what how they act and what they do and how they run their programs. And, you know, this was my first job in administration. So, you know, I had a lot of learning curves and a lot of speed bumps. <laughs> and uh, Mark Worley was a great influence uh, to me. And I, Scott and I joke pretty regularly about how much we miss him, you yeah. know. Because he was such an encourager. Yeah, you know? he was. And we live in a world that just beats the daylights out of you every yeah. day. And he was a breath of fresh air for me and a great guy to work for. And uh, But uh, it's just, you know, taking those daily steps and uh, yeah. pressing into Jesus and letting him lead. Yeah. And he, you know, in our basketball search now, I mean, I, I clearly know that his hand is in that mm. by seeing what yeah. 
what we have going on, which we'll announce probably later this week. Excited to do that. Yeah, I look forward to hearing that. So how do you pass along encouragement to your coaches and your players? Yeah, you know, it's finding the good in everything. You know, there's – and even when you need to send a – a different message, you know, or a corrective message. You can do it in a loving way. And I believe that's what Jesus did. He was about grace and truth. Yeah. And so as we strive to be like him, hopefully we pass on a little bit of how he did it. Oh, good. Well, walk me through the sports here. What can you play? Well, well you, you and I can't play much, but uh, <laughs> what could well, a prospective student play? Well, we have our uh, volleyball, of course, in the fall. We start with volleyball, uh, yep. men's and women's soccer, cross country, and then we transition into men's and women's basketball over the Christmas break and uh, into the both, you know, take up both semesters. And then, of course, our spring sports are um, baseball and, and uh, softball. And uh, I don't want to forget uh, our golf program, which we started just two years ago, and uh, it's really taken off and, and been a growing program and uh, that's a fall sport as well and transitions into a spring semester too good deal thanks yes plenty of options walk me through your passions around here what fires you up what fires me up you fire me up (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're always uh, a breath of fresh air but no you know the students you know i see them uh growing um you know, when I see them worshiping in chapel, you know, and you see that growth uh, as they mature in their walk with the Lord, yeah. you know, that that's very encouraging to me. And, uh, you know, to see the progress of, of where we've gone. And, and I, you know, I believe when I got here, you know, we were, you know, but adding the new sports really made a bump and helped a lot uh, enrollment-wise. And that's encouraging. That fires me up to be able to, uh, you know, contribute in that way. And uh, so those are the things that drive my boat. That's good. Yeah, as you described that, there are two related images that come to mind, a pressure cooker and a crock pot. You know, I know we are uh, somewhat past the pressure cooker days, but when I look at students over the their journey here, whether it's a semester or years or all four years, this place really is a crock pot. Uh, God is baking things into them. The coaches you lead are baking things into their lives. You're baking things, even as the AD, you're baking things into their lives slowly and intentionally. And you know with a crock pot, sometimes mm-hmm. it's like, oh, we still got several hours left. I'm hungry now, you know. We like microwave. Yeah. <laughs> we do. We do. The other image is the pressure cooker, like a microwave. And I see this with exams sometimes with players. I see this on the field when it's a tense environment and they, they miss the shot. And you see a lot then. What's, what's your message to a player at the point of failure? Well, we'll go back to what leads to either potential success or failure, which I'm reminded of a quote, adversity causes some men to break and others to break records. Mm. And um, so having the mental toughness and um, development 
to be in those situations and not be afraid of them, but to, you know, the culture that these kids have grown up, in my opinion, has shifted quite, you know, dramatically. Uh, COVID may have had a lot to do with some of it of late, but it was really developing long before that where everybody was a wins no matter what. Everybody has to be perfect. You know, mental health has become a big thing in collegiate athletics these days, and there's so many kids that think they have to be perfect all the time. You know, perfect in the classroom, perfect uh, in practice, perfect in their games, which has led to the highest rates of collegiate suicides ever in the history of college athletics. That's the period we're living in right now. And that's very disturbing because it's still just a game. A game. When we talk, when you break it all down, it's a game. That's supposed to be fun. And when it's not fun, <laughs> you got a problem. Mm-hmm. Now, certainly at our level and higher up collegiately, it's a business. And that world's changed, as we've seen with the infusion of the transfer portal and how that's going to shake down and affect. And I think it'll be good for us eventually. You yeah. know, I really do. And um, But the point is, is that things are always changing. Mm. But you can't be afraid to fail. You know, we I used to tell my players, you can't steal second with your foot on first. Mm. You know? Yeah. You got to be, you know, eliminate fear, Right. We had four things we talked about. Measured lead, use of the stopwatch, um, mind switch, which was you know finding the pitcher's pattern, and then the last one was eliminate fear. And if you can do those things, you can be a base stealer. That is striking that fear is in, in one of those four. That's good. <laughs> the opposite question, what do you say, what's your speech in a time of big victory? When the shot is made – Everything's good. The ball goes over the fence. It's a walk-off. What to say? Honestly, my goal here, and we brought, um, we've had speakers come in and address it, is to whatever you do, do it with a heart of gratitude. Mm-hmm. It's a privilege to play college athletics at any level, whether you're at Baylor or you're at Dallas Christian. It's a privilege. There's we could go out in the street and find hundreds of kids that would give their right arm for an opportunity to play collegially. And when you when that gets out of perspective, you know, everything gets off track. So my my answer to that question is is whether we win, whether we fail, whether we win or lose, whether you're 0 for 4 or 4 for 4, be grateful for what happened and enjoy the moment. That sounds like a biblical theme, Scott. Does that show up in Scripture at all? Yeah, just a little bit. (laughs) So my 11-year-old son, he's baseball, and as you know, we are uh, Braves fans. And Mm -hmm. one of the most powerful things I've seen on campus in my time in ministry here and teaching is when I talk to this student who's graduating, Jalen, this semester, Mm -hmm. and he did some baseball lessons. Mm -hmm. And I noticed two things. Yeah, the skills, the Stop trying to be a Cunha Junior. Do, do it. Do it this way. But just the, just the willingness of him to, of Jalen to work with my son. And I noticed this character investment, mm-hmm. and it just. I mean, I wish we had four more years, uh, and mm-hmm. Jalen would not be for that. But uh, that was very deep and meaningful, because it wasn't just about the skill. 
is about the heart and the character. Yeah. Well, Scott's reminded me many times that, you know, one of the, um, you know, I don't, I won't call it a mission statement, but one of the facts, I guess, is that if a student athlete is here at least three years and is engaged um, what the Holy Spirit can do in their life. And that's, that's, that's it. I mean, it, there's a lot that went on in that student athlete that you're referring to, probably some good parents that instilled some good qualities that he, you know, uh, cultivated further here. And that's a byproduct of what we're trying to do. Great. What would you say, and this is going to wrap up my questions for you, what would you say to a student who's in, let's say, East Texas this time, looking at schools, wants to play? What would you say to them? I, I There's a place for everybody. You know, um, if you want to play collegiately, not everybody can play at University of Texas or, you know, Texas Christian, but there's a place to play and compete and get your degree and develop. And uh, I would say that you know, doing that in a in a city like Dallas is a plus. And, uh, you know, what we have to offer here and the love and care and concern that uh, I've seen our professors and, and uh, administration um, deliver to our student-athletes in the two-and-a-half-plus years I've been here is uh, on par with anywhere you could, you could go to college. And there's a lot to be said for that. And small college isn't for everybody. Mm-hmm. But some really thrive in a little tighter window, a little more intimate setting, and that's what we offer. That's excellent, and I uh, I really appreciate Eddie you talking about the the crock pot, the slow process of development. I mean that that is spiritual growth, that is discipleship, that's mentoring, it's all of those things uh, wrapped into one, and it and it takes time for that to happen. I know we as professors and staff members, we get frustrated at times when our 18, 19, 20-year-olds act like 18, 19, and 20-year-olds, <laughs> and I have to be reminded of that. I know that uh, I always tell people when I first started doing ministry, and I was in my mid-20s, that I was a musician who happened to be a Christian, and when eventually my focus shifted to being a Christian who happened to be a musician, uh, it changed everything for me. And, th- and that's what I'm hearing you say as well, Greg. There was a point in your life and in the lives of our students where right now they're athletes and they happen to be at a Christian college. After three or four years here at Dallas Christian College, our hope is that they become a Christian who, by the way, I happen to be an athlete, and I'm using that for the kingdom and for the growth. So thank you for sharing that. I hope you've been encouraged and you have been challenged by what you've heard today. And if you'd like to learn more about Dallas Christian College's athletic department and who we are and the sports that uh, are available here at the college and ways that you could participate, you can check out our website at www.dccsports.com. Uh, In addition, if you are interested in learning more about our degrees here, academic programs, and how you can uh, uh, discover your calling and what God has planned for you, check out our our website at www.dallas.edu. Again, thank you for joining us for this episode of the Dallas Christian College Leadership Podcast. Pray that you and your family have a great day. Take care, stay safe, and we'll catch you next time.